Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 225 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. It's Throwback Thursday, where we look back at an interesting video or article, and today we'll be talking about the ready position after the pendulum serve. In the questions, we'll talk about using long pips on the forehand, the best way to clean your table, and the backhand counter loop. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. And uh, I'm surprised you didn't uh, also indicate that 225 is a square of 15, Jeffrey. Wow, you are so good at maths. That's yeah. impressive. Yep, That's so me. there you go. Everyone, Alois still loves the number facts, and 225 <laughs> is the square root of 15. No, it's not. It's the square of 15, Jeff. Oh, is it man. too early for you? You, it's you need. Too some, early. I'm really tired. You need some. You need some brushing up with your maths, Jeffrey. <laughs> that is terrible. Lucky you're on the ball. See, I was exactly. just testing you, making sure you knew your maths. Exactly. Five is the square of 15. Good. Good. You Brilliant. <laughs> now, allies, I'm going straight into today to today's Ping Skillers question of the day. Because it is maths or English. So jump onto the Facebook page. Let us know if it's maths or English, all right? And you can also jump onto our blog at pingskills.com. All righty. I'd love to hear. Clearly for you, I reckon it's maths, Alice, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. Now, yesterday's Pingskills question of the day was, should you apologize for a net or an edge and i think this just blew everyone's mind a lot of uh discussion on this one yeah and uh it always does create a little bit of uh of interest um so yeah quite a lot of yeps and yes and yes and yeses um and i do's um it almost sounds like a wedding ceremony um and um and uh, roger roger um said an always as well so there you go um so, uh, by and large, most people are saying yes that you should. Um, Jose said, "Why do but yeah, Jose on the other why do athletes apologise for a good shot or accidental shot in table tennis in other sports that does not happen?" But uh, you said uh, said well, badminton has the same spirit. Um, and uh, Tulasi said, "I always aim for the top of the net. I play very close to edge of the table and top of the net." Sometimes a point is intentionally played to get the edge or catch the net or sometimes both. Hmm. But you have to apologize to your opponent for lucky points. Yes, interesting. Um, David said luck is a part of your game, so you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominic said, I always say sorry and get annoyed at those who don't. You aren't seriously and de- deliberately aiming to hit the ball past the top of the playing surface to clip the edge. You technically hit the ball too long, so acknowledging you were fortunate to still win an unplayable return shows graciousness and sportsmanship, which are signs of a good character. Mm. And Glenn O'Day, always a good contributor, said, I always acknowledge a net or an edge, which results in a winner with a raised hand, but you still need to allow yourself to celebrate winning of the point in a more subdued manner. So maybe just a quiet yes. Um, So there you go. Um, 
so yeah, a few a few different uh, um, ideas, but yeah, by and large, uh, the uh, the audience says yes, you should. There you go. Um, it is always fascinating to hear people's thoughts on this. One that I did like on the blog, I think it might have been Dieter Alois, was if you didn't have this custom already in place and, and you just started playing, you would be like, I'm not going to apologize for that. But because the custom's in place and it's what people expect, I think, you know, just raising your hand is probably just the way to go. Yeah, it uh, is. That, that is really interesting because I, I see it in school. Um, table tennis often um and in school table tennis like the kids just get a net and edge and yeah, no one really says anything you know they just yeah sometimes they even just celebrate um and the other kids don't care they don't mind that you know that they're celebrating you know they might say oh you know oh but um yeah it's um they don't really know that custom and they just i think accept it but yeah that's an interesting point there you go. And um, I forget who it was that mentioned, you know, sometimes you aim for a net or an edge. Um, I have had quite a few people suggest to me, Alois, that someone should just practice serving onto the edge because if they can get that right, they're going to basically win all of their service points. Is is that a good idea? Well, no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> But it, it it is always an interesting idea, though, you know, just something different, you know. I remember uh, Tommy Danielson, you know, a guy that I used to um, get the opportunity to train with quite a bit, you know. He, he uh, you know, always prided himself on uh, trying to serve the edge ball, and he could do it maybe one out of three. If you asked him, he'd say, you know, all the time, but, you know, probably one out of three. So, um Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I guess the the problem is as soon as you miss one, you've just lost a point for nothing. So you really need like a ninety nine percent success rate, or it's just not going to be worthwhile, especially when you serve so effective anyway. Yeah, and if you're deliberately aiming for the edge, you sort of get get a pretty well telescope what you're doing. You know, you're sort of aiming for the edge there, so you could almost uh, the receiver's going to be pretty well ready for that spot. Yeah, but if you hit the edge, uh, it's going to be hard for him to get it back. <laughs> True, true, yeah. All right. Let's uh, go to this day in history. Uh, what happened on the 18th of February, Alice? Uh, yes, so in 1933, in the, uh, Yoko Ono was born. So uh, famously, I suppose, uh, John Lennon's wife. Um, but also the death of Michelangelo in... 1564, just before I was around. Wow. Yes. Michelangelo. Just before you were around. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just the 400 years. Okay. Nice one. All right. Okay. Um, now, I hope everyone has started following our Instagram account. A couple of good posts there yesterday. Go to Instagram.com slash pingskills. Um, yeah, we asked a few interesting things like, do you need more speed? Do you have a killer instinct? So check out our Instagram account and there'll be some more good posts today. Yes, they they were good. Yeah. Made me, made me giggle. (laughs) Indeed. All right. Now it is throwback Thursday. What are we looking back upon today? Yeah. So we're looking back at, uh, at a, at a, one of the really early Ask the Coach um, video responses, and uh, it was about how to get your ready position after you do a pendulum serve. So 
So with the pendulum serve, you know, um, we know that a lot of the time players stand right over on the backhand corner and they might even have their you know, the feet turned really well sideways. Um, so to get from that position to the ready position is a really important part of that whole service. If you're serving from over here and just staying there, or even after you serve and you're just staying in this position here, then you're really exposing your backhand side and even your, your wide forehand side. So after that serve, it's really critical to make sure that you jump into that ready position and so you're um, ready as, as soon as you can, but also making sure that you're following the ball. So after you serve, follow what's happening with the ball. And you can um, also adjust that position depending on where you serve. So if you serve uh, fast and wide out to the opposite corner, then you're going to be able to, then you need to cover your backhand corner. So for right-handers, I'm jumping around a lot this morning. If, you, if you're right over here and um, serving out wide there, then you need to cover this backhand corner. Um, if you serve down the line, then you need to cover a little bit more on the forehand corner. But, but the important part is after that service motion that you get yourself into that more central uh, position, because if you stay over on the, in the pendulum serving spot, you're going to really struggle for the rest of the rally. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? And I, I guess, like you said, it's just about thinking about um, where you're serving the ball is important too. So you do get into that, you know, good position where you can cover everything. The table's not that big. So if you play it smart, you should be able to be in a reasonable position, especially after your own serve. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose the other thing that's quite subtle, but it's, it is also really important is to make sure because with the pendulum serve, we have a modified grip. We've got those fingers away from the handle. So make sure that after you serve that you get that grip back as well. I see a lot of players when they start to do the pendulum serve, they're doing this and they try and play the first shot like that um, with that same grip because um, they just haven't got the pattern of getting that grip back again. So after the the pendulum grip back straight to the, the normal shake hand grip. So yeah, always remember that as well. And something that a lot of players just forget, um, forget about because that's, that's sort of the last thing they're thinking about. They're thinking about doing the serve. They're thinking about getting spin. They're thinking about getting in position. Then they forget about the grip. Yeah. Great tip. Great tip. All right. Now, Alice, not only do we have a, an Instagram account, we also have Snapchat account. And um, we post interesting stuff up on there as well, you know, some videos. And, you know, people send us snaps. Uh, if you want to send us a quick snap of a video, um, do so. We love to see people playing table tennis. And if you want, we can provide a little bit of feedback. So get with uh, the program. Get on Snapchat. It's it's huge, man. You've got to be on Snapchat. Our uh, username is Ping Skills. So go to Snapchat and add us. All right, time for the questions, Alois. And first up, Mustafa says, I feel more comfortable on my backhand side. So with my forehand, I mostly try to block or to send the ball to the opponent's side with straight shots without thinking about spin or looping. So is it okay for me to use long pips on my forehand? Yeah, Mustafa, it's um, it's certainly not conventional, but um, it is possible, you know, so it, it's something uh, different. So by using the pimples on the forehand, obviously you're limiting the amount that you're going to be able to attack um, 
the ball on the forehand side. But um, if that's your game, if you block a lot on the forehand and then you've got the inverted on the backhand to play um, a faster faster topspin, that's fine. You know, like um, it, it's about finding a, a, um, a combination or um, rubbers that are going to really suit your style. And if that's what you do, then... Uh, pimp, long pimples on the forehand, you know, give it a try. Definitely give it a try and see how it works. You might find that, oh, I don't really like it in the end. That's okay. But try it. See what the pimples are like on the forehand um, and um, see where your game gets to. Yeah, interesting. I guess, Alice, you wouldn't advise someone starting out to go this route because you'd want them to develop the forehand because it can be such, a, you know, a potent stroke um, with a topspin and a lot of people find that forehand easier. So not something we'd recommend um, all the time. But, yeah, as an alternative and if you're enjoying the game, try it out, see how it goes. And I guess with the backhand becoming stronger, maybe we'll see more of that because at the moment people that use long pimples, it always tends to be on the backhand. But, you know, maybe maybe we'll see more of it in the future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like and you could even think about maybe a... Um a medium pimple on the forehand as you as you progress. So with the medium pimple, you can attack a little bit more. Um, you still get uh, the effect of uh, the long pimple or, you know, some of the effect of the long pimple. So, yeah, give that a try as well. Maybe a medium pimple. but um, or, or maybe a short pimple. That is, um, you know, still happens occasionally and there's some top players, you know, in the top 100 in the world that use short pimples on their forehand. So, yeah. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah experiment, find something. I mean, the, the, the bottom line for everyone is find something that suits your game. Um, so, yeah, if, if that suits your game and suits the way that you play, give it, a, give it a go. All right. Good question, Mustafa. Now, Doug wants to know, what is the best way to clean a table? My new table is a few weeks old and has many ball marks, marks from the bat, etc. I've tried vinegar and water with no luck. Any suggestions? Um, yeah, I, I t- tend to just use either warm water, but, yeah, just warm, just lukewarm. Um, and if anything, I'd just put a drop of detergent in it, but just a very, uh, very, very weak solution of detergent. Sometimes you build up a little bit of um, oils and things on the on the table, and that detergent just helps to get that off. Um, but, yeah, you don't need too much. The, the ball marks, you're not really ever going to get all of those ball marks off. Um, they tend to stay in the in the table. But the bat uh, marks where, you know, sometimes where you contact the, the table with the bat, they often do come off. Um, uh, important, don't try and rub it and don't use an, a, anything abrasive, uh, definitely, as you, you probably worked out, because that, that abrasive um, uh, will... will um, will take the paint off the top and you don't want to do that. So so just something soft, you know, make use a soft cloth, uh, warm water, a little bit of detergent, um, and, yeah, the table should be bouncing as new. Yeah, I guess it's like with anything, Alice. When you get something new, you want to keep it just looking like it was when you first got it. Um, so, yeah, it's good, good you're looking after the table, Doug. Um, but I guess, you know, after a year and two years and three years, you, you're not so um, keen on cleaning it every other week, are you? Yeah, but it's a good, it's a good idea, though. And, but also don't clean it too often because, again, you know, you don't want to have 
too much moisture on the table and too many uh, detergents and things getting into there. Just, yeah, just wipe it down. I tend to wipe it down just with a, a dry cloth a lot, keep the dust off. Um, and then, um, yeah, sometimes every now and then I'd go out there with a, with a, uh, with some water or detergent and, uh, and wipe it down. Yeah, that's a good idea. And like you said, you, you don't want water just laying on there. So you're going to wipe it and get that water off quickly so it doesn't have a chance to uh, do anything bad to the table. Yep. All right. Well, excellent, Doug. Good to see you got a new table. It is always exciting to get new equipment and especially a new table. Good luck. Hopefully that helps you out. Enoch has the next question. And Enoch says, I have a problem with my backhand counter loop. It sometimes hits the edge of my bat and other times it goes off the table. Do I have to contact the ball with my bat closed or do I contact the ball with an open bat and come in and flat hit? Yeah. So it, initially when you're trying to counter loop, take it, take it slowly. I, I like to build up the counter loop from, from the block. So you're starting by blocking the ball then you can start to just put a little bit of topspin on the ball by coming up and forward on the ball. So still here you can see that um, you've got quite an open racket, an open face, um, and then just adding a little bit of topspin on the ball. As you start to get a little bit more confident with it, then you can start to utilise more wrist. Um, and then perhaps at the next next level, then you can start start to think about turning your bat over a bit more and coming forward. If you go straight into trying to do this, you are going to hit the edge of the racket. You're going to miss a lot of balls. It's hard to um, to get the flight of that, that topspin coming at you and still make that, um, that counter topspin. So, yes, yeah, start with the block, open it a little bit, um, put the put more topspin on it, put more topspin, more topspin, and then you can start to develop it into um, a counter loop type stroke. Um, especially off that slower spinny ball, it, it's it's difficult because the ball's dipping at you. Um, it's changing um, changing height uh, really quickly. So yeah, give that a go. We do have a video on how to counter a slow spinny topspin uh, that's in our stroke, strokes and techniques uh, section. So have a look at that. Um, that shows you both the forehand and backhand. It shows you how to block, how to counter topspin, how to punch. So there's some good options there for you as well. But yeah, it's a di- it's a really difficult stroke, but it's one that you can develop um, and it's really effective. Like it, even just putting a little bit of topspin back on the ball, on the block, um, makes it all that more difficult for the, uh, for the person that's attacking at you. Yeah, it certainly does. And if you watch the top players these days, adding some top spin when they're trying to counter someone else looping at them is becoming really popular um, because it is so effective. Like, uh, again, I think it's a bit of a change in the game. People used to just block on the backhand, but now they're adding their own top spin. Um, so it's certainly possible, but like I said, it's difficult. So, yeah, uh, start with the block, the ordinary backhand block, and then work your way up from there. Good question. Yeah, I mean, we'd all, yeah, we'd all, we'd all love to just go out there and play like Ma Long straight away. You know, I mean, Ma Long just, you know, everything everything is either a really forceful backhand or he's countertop spinning or getting around and countertop spinning with a forehand. That looks great. It's fantastic. But that's a skill that's come from a lot of practice. So, so start with the basics. Make sure you can block. Add a little bit, add a little bit or as you go along. 
Absolutely. All right, Alloys, that wraps up show 225, the square of 15. Uh, so go to our Facebook page and answer the Pink Sealers question of the day, maths or English. Follow us on Instagram, great post there. Get on to Snapchat and also go to pinkskills.com and sign up for our email. Then you'll get all the great stuff we have. All right, thanks everyone and thank you, Alloys. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. And uh, guys, have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow morning for another interesting and great show. And don't forget, um, send in your questions as well through the Ask the Coach page or directly here on the Google Plus page. So we, we love to get your questions and, uh, and help you out. See you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. <laughs>